from architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater. Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm here with uh, Brian Mendoza, who's ably run- running the board and producing and doing all kinds of stuff. And we are really happy to welcome today uh, as our guest, Jason Hull. J- hey, Jason, am I mispronouncing your last name, first of all? No, you are correct. It is Hull. Okay, Jason Hull. Well, he is uh, directing the upcoming um production with script to stage to screen Inez's birthday and then some I love this title it's fabulous well first of all welcome and, and tell us a little bit about this show uh, thank you I am not only the director but I am also the playwright Excellent. Uh, this this is my my newest play it is a two-act comedy and I penned this uh, during the three-month lockdown period in 2020, uh, in the early stages of the pandemic. And for me personally, that lockdown was kind of a blessing because I usually have 95 different things going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had three months to basically just sit and write, and it was wonderful. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased with, with um, this show. It is in the same vein as shows like uh, Sorted Lives by Del Shores, of course, who's a mm-hmm. wonderful playwright, and yeah. maybe Greater Greater Tuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go for those kind of comedies, this will probably appeal to you. And uh, with with all of my plays in the past, uh, I, I have primarily written comedies, and most of them were written uh, to be comedies for the sake of comedy. Uh, the laughs were there just for the sake of laughs. This one is a little bit different. Um, this one has more heart, and I think that the comedy is a little more raw. It's a little edgier, mm-hmm. uh, but the laughs really are there sort of to drive the train from moment to moment because at its core, what this play is about is um, a series of moments that, that we share with significant people in our lives and um, moments in which we really connect with with others in a way that perhaps we hadn't been able to before, and so it's there's some really beautiful beautiful moments in this play between between different characters um, that uh, are a little surprising because mm. that's the nature of life. Sometimes when we connect with someone that maybe we've known all our lives. And then all of a sudden we're sitting and we're thinking, wow, I never knew that about you. That's, yeah. that's incredible. So the laughs are there to drive this train from, from one moment to the next. Okay. And I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the flyer and I love this. A family curse, a pompous minister, a gay nephew, a redneck brother, a case of the gout, and Loretta Lynn. What could possibly go wrong? I love that. I just love that. <laughs> That's that's pretty much the play in the nutshell. <laughs> and I I want to talk about the cast. So starring Brent Anderson, um, Winston. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Gisicki. Stan Jensen, Shirley the Master, Jason Real, and Alden West. I know some of these folks. So um, was this something that was this play sort of already percolating in the back of your mind before the lockdown hit, or was it something where you just kind of sitting? Once the lockdown hit, did you just kind of sit down and things start coming to you? Uh, I generally try to to write a play about 
maybe one a year or, or about every 18 months. This one, um, like many others, just came out of one day I was sitting downtown having lunch, and I kept hearing this name in my head, Inez, but mm-hmm. I'm hearing it with a southern pronunciation, Inez. Mm-hmm. Your ain't Inez, because mm-hmm. I'm from the south, and it's, yeah. it's not your aunt Inez, it's your ain't Inez. <laughs> okay. And, and um, I, I, as a writer, very often these characters just start speaking on their own in my head, and I started mm-hmm. hearing Aunt Inez's voice mm-hmm. and some things that might come out of her mouth because she is totally unfiltered, totally uncensored. She is a spitfire. And um, I am so thrilled to have the fabulously talented Alden West playing her. Yes, yes, and, I can and, see that, yeah. And Aunt, Aunt Inez is is the aunt that we all wish we had, uh, or maybe some of us do have mm-hmm. uh, in our lives. But but once these characters started talking, the play just sort of wrote itself, as mm-hmm. they often do. Uh, but it surprised me. It really surprised me when I when I was finished with it, and I read it. I sat back and sort of went, "Wow." Where did that come from? Yeah. Because as I, as I mentioned, typically I write just the comedy, let's get the laughs. Let's put the comedy out there and get the laughs. Uh, but this one, a surprising amount of, of heart and feeling and interaction between these characters. And while it's not autobiographical, um, it very much is influenced by my own life. Um, Tanner, which is... Uh, Jason Reale's character's name, Tanner, uh, is a young gay man who has fled East Tennessee, where he was born and raised, and is now living in Palm Springs uh, for the past 12 years. Not unlike myself, although I've been here a couple of years longer. And he has been summoned for a visit uh, to his, his mama's house back in Tennessee to celebrate his Aunt Inez's 85th birthday. And he doesn't want to go hmm. because, because A, he was not happy in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and B, um, even though he is out to his mother, she thinks that he is living a celibate life of a virgin. Ah. And she, doesn't, she doesn't know that his boyfriend that he has been living with is a boyfriend. She thinks he's a platonic roommate. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't want to have to go and broach that subject. And his boyfriend wants to go because he's never met any of Tanner's family. Mm-hmm. Inez doesn't want to have the party at all because she's not allowed to have a male stripper there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Which is the only reason she wanted to have the party. Yeah. Woohoo! Let's have some male strippers at yeah. my 85th. Yeah. And Lu- Louise um, is hell bent on having the party because she is convinced that it will be Inez's last mm. because. No female member of their family has ever lived more than a month after her 85th birthday. Wow. So she she thinks there's this family curse, mm-hmm. which Inez thinks is ridiculous. Yeah. And and the other reason Louise wants to have the party is because she has her cap set for the new Southern Baptist minister in town, the Reverend Stuckey, mm. uh, played by Stan Jensen. And so she sees this as an opportunity to woo him and possibly get him to relieve her son of this fool notion that he is a homosexual. Ah, okay. And and then there's Arlo, who who is Tanner's older brother, who has had to move back in with his mama and Aunt Inez due to an unfortunate incident with a cigarette lighter 
uh, in his former apartment that may result in some arson charges. Okay. <laughs> and, and he is just a good old southern redneck bubba, uh-huh. short on brains, but, yeah. but long on, on kindness. Yeah. And he doesn't want the party to happen at all because he has tickets to a Loretta Lynn concert. So he's trying to come up with a way just to blow this whole event off and go see the queen of country music. Okay. So you tell me how that all that came out of my head fabulous. and made its way out to the page. And yeah, I was going to ask you if any of the characters were based on anybody you knew other than you I mean the one sort of they, on yourself a little bit. At, at some point, I have known all these characters in some form or fashion. Okay. Um, my Growing up, the running joke between my sister and myself was that our mom used to back in the house in high heels. Okay. So, now, is that true? Uh, is that true? Yes, she did. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You know, my, my mom never, never to this day, never likes to leave the house unless she is you know, made up and the whole together, thing. Yeah. Made it fully put together and very much so with, with Tanner's wife or excuse me, Tanner's mama Louise. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll I'm sure she would vacuum in pearls and heels. Um and Anna Inez is really sort of a version of my late Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank was um the the uncle by marriage that would say anything he mm. would he would walk in when everybody's tiptoeing around the elephant in the room he would walk right in and say so how'd the ele- elephant get in here and, and right. what are we going to do about it right and and no filter mm-hmm. and so inez is sort of a sort of an homage to to uncle frank and yeah. I, I adored my uncle frank he would he would always be the one to call you up just to tell you a dirty joke yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Now, so how many plays have you written total at this point? Um, all total, I have written 11 plays okay. um, and and a large number of, um, of comedy sketches. Mm-hmm. We actually performed three different shows uh, for Script to Stage to Screen that were strictly comedy sketch shows, each show having about 12 to 14 comedy sketches. Mm-hmm. Um you know, to comprising them. Yeah. And um, as, as we spoke a, a couple of years ago during an interview, I wrote one novel, and I'm currently still at work on the second novel. Excellent. And so I'm, I'm always writing something, yeah. and I get that from my dad. He is, he is a, an author and has, has always had some kind of writing in the works over the years, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I get that from him. Now, and so this is, is this, this is a staged reading, or, par- or I mean, partially staged reading? It is a staged reading, but it is not a traditional staged reading where actors just sit behind music uh, music stands and read from a script. At Script to Stage to Scream, we actually block the show on a representational set. We use costumes. We Mm -hmm. use set pieces, uh, props. We use some sound cues. Um, basically, we just don't have um, theatrical-style lighting, right. and the actors are carrying scripts, although, as, as I have always told my, my cast members, if we do our jobs correctly, those scripts will sort of disappear a- within absolutely. about 60 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Uh, the, audi- the audience will just forget they're even holding them. Right. Brian has a quick question for you. Hi, I actually had a question about, like, how much creative control did you have over the process? Because, like, I'm always curious about, like, because... I've always heard of stage to screen to script. I always forget the name of script to stage to screen. Oh, there we go. Perfect. I'm over here messing up, but I was going to say like, how much creative control did you have over? Did you get to decide who gets to like star in it? Or did you pick your directors and all? He 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 directed. directed. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to correct myself, but how much like creative control did you have over it? (laughs) You would say compared to like, 
I, I guess like and like a traditional stage show, I suppose. Like, or just in general, how much creative control did you have? Over I guess it? you had a lot, right? Because <laughs> you imagine, wrote it, directed. I, I would think. think about it. Like he really did. I, I do. Well, being being the playwright, and and I have been with script to stage to screen um, since 2011. I've had a show in their lineup every year, and feel feel very very grateful for for that opportunity, and. Um, I, I was asked to make one change um, for this particular reading, and, and I was a little uncomfortable with it at first. Uh, however, I, I eventually decided it was going to be, be the best thing overall, uh, and that was that, as I mentioned, the, the comedy in this is a little raw. It's mm-hmm. a little edgy, mm-hmm. and um, so... Given our our performance venue is in the Unitarian Universalist Church, church of the Desert, right? And and many many of our our audience members are members of the church's congregation, um, and and are of an advanced age, and some might be a little a little more conservative. I mean, it's a very liberal church, mm-hmm. but um, there were some references in the script that I was asked if I could work around or or change just for these readings. And I said, well, that, that I can do. So, yeah. so whereas the original script would probably just make an R, re, an R rating, mm-hmm. I have rewritten it uh, for these readings where it's a PG-13. Gotcha, um, gotcha. There, okay. there, is some, there is some profanity. There are no F-bombs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, there are no references to people's genitalia, yeah. that kind of thing. But, but it's, it's, a little, it's a little edgier than my previous comedies. Yeah. And and fair warning to to anyone out there who's thinking about seeing it, um, conservatism and religious hypocrisy really take it on the chin ah, in this show. Okay, so, well they they are so, warned. They're they're properly warned. So this is coming up April twenty second, twenty third, seven thirty p.m. Tickets ten dollars. Tell us a little bit about the bubble, the S two S two S audience bubble. Tell us how that works. That is uh, our way to make sure that um, during during this time of COVID, when it still hasn't gone away, uh, that we keep everyone safe. And if you go to our website, which is script2stage2screen.com, there is a box you can click on that says review our COVID precautions. And what we're asking is that anyone who is in a show or coming to see a show, join the audience bubble. And you will need to provide proof of full vaccination against COVID as well as contact information, uh, phone number and email, because if, heaven forbid, there was uh, an instance where someone came down with COVID. You'd have to contact have everybody. Yeah. Exactly. We're yeah. in information for contact tracing. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've been very lucky so far. Uh, there was one, uh, one show earlier this year that was in rehearsals, and unfortunately uh, the director and I believe one of the cast members ended up catching COVID. So we had to stop uh, production on that. And that show, uh, wonderful, wonderful writer, Vicki Vaudry, uh, it's her show called I'm Not Rick Springfield. That has been rescheduled for May. Okay. Um, but, but otherwise, the season has been without incident. And um, that, is, that is in large part to us just making sure that everyone stays safe. Yeah. And, and, ma- and masks are required yep. for, yep. for everyone, unless you're on stage as an actor. Right. <laughs> You're going to need to wear a mask for the, uh, for okay. the reading. All right. For tickets, you can go to script2stage2screen.com or at the door, cash only, with a reservation, $10, April 22nd and 23rd, 7.30 p.m. Inez's birthday and then some, written and directed by Jason Hall. Thank you so much for being here. It sounds like such a fun show. Um, I'm going to see if I can try to make it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you for having me. All right, Jason Hall. All right, we'll see you guys next time on The Desert Team.